welcome to the First and Ten Podcast. Uh, that's a hot take. That's a scorching take. Uh, I'm not afraid to be bold, though. Thriving, surviving, and watching Rutgers football. There's nothing to respect about Rutgers. You know what? It's pain, but we look good while we do it, man. Hello and welcome to the First and Ten Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Feltz, here in Indianapolis, Indiana. We're recording this on the afternoon of Tuesday, May 12th, 2020. Uh, joining me today, first I'm going to introduce my two co-hosts. Joining me in Nashville, Tennessee is Reed Murray. Reed, what's up? Uh, not too much. Once again, just glad to be recording the show uh, again. It's been, what, a week or two since our last episode, so uh, definitely glad to be putting out some more content. Indeed. Reed, you got any updates on the RJM show or at RJM Visuals? Um, right now, uh, I don't have any new content to put out, but once the Rams release their new uniforms, definitely going to be an episode about that. And any news on that front, uh, I'll definitely put out an episode for. Can't wait. Joining us in New Jersey, Griffin Healy. Griffin, what's going on? Um, not much. Just looking outside my window. It is a beautiful, sunny day, and I am just, it's, it's just exciting to have that here because we haven't had that in the past few days. Yeah, no, it's getting warmer over here too in Indiana. So, uh, hopefully now that I'm done with school, so, and I know you're in school till June, right, Griffin? Late June. I'm so sorry to hear that, but I'll, I'll be heading outside at some point later it's nice so maybe once you get done with school in late june i can assume the weather will be nice out in jersey too i hope yeah. so but on but until then i'll be recording with you guys and running with the running bulls. with the bulls any new episodes of that coming out that's uh, over on the tdp tommy divine podcast the weekly recap of the last dance with michael jordan um, we're actually trying to record an episode later today, hopefully, after What did this. you think of uh, the Gary Payton stuff in the last one? That was very interesting, and although I have a lot to comment, I'll save that for the Tommy Devine I gotta podcast. say, I thought it was disrespectful to Gary Payton, and I'm gonna go off a little bit here, but Gary Payton was such a good player and a great defender, and Michael was like, he had nothing on me, he was horrible, and he held Jordan to a really bad game a couple times in the finals when he guarded him. And if he guarded him that whole series, who knows what Seattle could have done. So I don't know. Jordan was a little disrespectful to the glove needs to, needs to rethink his words there in my book. I know Jordan's the goat, but Gary Payton was no slouch. Yeah, absolutely. Again, I'll comment on that on the Tommy DeBond Yeah, podcast. So uh, be sure to listen to that. And our special guest today joining us for the very first time, he recently, a couple months ago, signed to Indiana University football in Fort Wayne, Indiana, an offensive tackle uh, from Snyder High School is Randy Holtz. Randy, how are you today? I'm uh, doing pretty well. Uh, also, looking outside my window on this uh, beautiful day in Indiana. Love it here. Love it here, indeed. Uh, Randy's going to be uh, in the IU cl- class with us uh, this coming year with me and Griffin. So uh, we're really excited to that. Uh, we had come across Randy uh, through Instagram, and uh, decided to reach out to him, have him on the show, and we couldn't be more happy. So, Randy, thanks for coming on. Oh, of course. All right, so I'm just going to kind of start from the top. Uh, you, you had a pretty good uh, offer list, you know, plenty of 
P5 and, and other major programs, Minnesota, Purdue, West Virginia, uh, BC, Cincinnati, and of course, IU. So why IU of all these? Um, uh, eventually, my final two came down to IU and Purdue. Um, I eventually chose IU. Uh, they, uh, you know, they were always in contact with me. They made sure to always have a coach texting me. Me and Coach Hiller, the offensive line coach, we have a great connection, and I have a great connection with the head coach, Coach Allen. Um, I love those guys, and uh, I felt like family every single time I went there. That's good to hear. Uh, and I know you mentioned those two coaches, Hiller and Allen, but uh, there was a change in the coaching staff not too long ago. Of course, Kalen DeBoer, the offensive coordinator, he took the head coaching position at Fresno State. And mm-hmm. uh, Nick Sheridan, the former Michigan quarterback, he's uh, he was the quarterback's coach before. Now he's uh, the co-OC alongside Mike Hart, the, another former Michigan player. Uh, so have you had a lot of contact with Coach Hart or Coach Sheridan? Or uh, uh, is it going to be any different since uh, Coach DeBoer is not going to be around? I don't think it's going to be any different. I mean, obviously, I mean, you uh, look at our uh, offense last year was a highly productive offense. You know, they did really well under, uh, you know, his offense. But I think with uh, Coach Sheridan and Coach Hart, I think we're going to be, you know, just as fine. We were a young team and we got another good class coming in. Um, so I don't think anything will be much different. I think we're still going to be a, a force to be reckoned with on offense. Yeah, and you talk about that class. Who are you? I know we talked a little bit to Bryson Bonds a couple weeks ago on an interview, and he talked about all the other uh, 2020 recruits who kind of talked to each other. But who are some of the, in your opinion, and I don't want you to feel any pressure to name anybody specific, but who do you think the standout players in this class are? Like, who's a guy who might not be getting all the attention, but you think is going to be something special? Um. I never really looked at everybody's film from our class. Like, I talked to everybody in the class, but I haven't really seen any of them play. I uh, I never really went and watched anybody's film. So I don't really know how to answer that. That's totally fair. Uh, have you played against any of the other players before in high school? Yeah, I have. Uh, Luke Wingington. He's a crosstown rival, Bishop Dwanger. Uh, mm. Dwanger and Snyder basically rivals uh, – you know, they're a, a private school. We're uh, kind of one of the, you know, meaner public schools. You remember uh, mm-hmm. Miami University, Notre Dame, Catholics versus convicts? That's kind of how it feels. Yeah, of course. Really? So, uh, That's an interesting yeah. rivalry. So uh, when you went up against Luke, were both of you, uh, I assume both of you had been offered and were highly considering IU at the time. So was there a little bit of that uh, sort of relationship with, uh, that matchup, or did you not think about it? Um, I don't really think about it. Uh, at the time we played, though, Luke had already committed to IU, and I was still, you know, debating between all my choices. And uh, so we played and everything, and then, uh, you know, we after the game, obviously we shake hands and everything. And uh, we didn't have, like, a deep conversation, but, you know, we kind of talked about it after the game. And uh, so there wasn't really much of a, you know, that kind of relationship to it, but we definitely mentioned something about playing together that year at the game. Yeah, that's cool. That that Fort Wayne connection runs all the way deep to Bloomington, and uh, I know, of course, you're from Indiana. I'm from Indiana. I grew up uh, in a house cheering for the Hoosiers, but uh, did you grow up an IU fan? Was this always a dream of yours, or did you grow up cheering for another team? 
Uh, actually, I grew up in Ohio. I just moved to Indiana my freshman year of high school. But even while living in Ohio, I was a Michigan fan. Wow, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. What was that? I know it's a little unrelated, but what was that like? Uh, just, uh, you know, the big game, uh, Ohio versus uh, Michigan. Uh, that week at school was always fun because, you know, I lived in Ohio. Everybody was Ohio State fan, and I was a lone Michigan fan. And uh, it, was, uh, it was always fun to mess with my friends about the game, you know. Oh, Michigan's finally going to win, and then it would never happen. So that was fun. Yeah, and I saw on your Instagram, and you can follow him on Instagram at Ramby with an N. <laughs> uh, you know, I have to drop the plug for you, of course. So, uh, Randy, I saw on your Instagram you took a visit to OSU. What was that like as somebody who grew up as a Michigan fan? I mean, it was cool because at that time, I, uh, I, I think I just finished my sophomore year of school. So it was like the summertime. And uh, I was getting a lot of attention. I was talking to Ohio State a lot, Notre Dame. I was talking to Michigan, Michigan State. I was talking like a lot of the big schools. So when I took my Ohio State visit, um, I went on a game visit, an unofficial visit, and I went to one of their camps. And uh, they were all really well and everything, but growing up a Michigan fan, it was kind of weird, like an enemy territory. But by the time I got to high school and I was getting Mm -hmm. recruited by all the schools, I wasn't really a fan of any school anymore. I was just kind of like, I'll be a fan of whoever pays for my college, you know? So, I mean, it was interesting. Yeah. My dad was a Michigan fan. So when I, like, took him on those visits, it was more weird for him. He he uh, he wore a Michigan hat <laughs> on the drive down there, but he knew better than to wear it in there. <laughs> That's funny. All right, Reader Griffin, do you guys have anything? Um, yeah, this is, uh, you know, one of these questions we ask to a lot of our recruits. Um but uh, if you had to play, if you had one dream opponent uh, at Indiana, like if you could schedule one out-of-conference game, who would it be? Um, are we going to be home or away? Whatever you want. All right, if we're away, I'm going to USC just so I can go to Los Angeles. But if, we're, but if we're home or just for a good game, good matchup, uh, good competition, LSU or Alabama, the big names. I like that. That seems to be what a lot of recruits say because you know they they have that motto of you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. And I know mm-hmm. uh, uh, Bryson Bonds of Indiana. He said, I believe he said LSU. I know he said one of the big names. So yeah, that's that's really cool to see. You know the Indiana football culture being starting to grow and in Indiana becoming less of a basketball school and more of just a a school where you know we're good at multiple sports and mm-hmm. football is a bigger deal than it has been in the past. It's, it's certainly starting to become that way. I think as somebody who's kind of grown up around IU and uh, the football team obviously had a great season last year. And I think that's a, the big building block, but Randy, I want to know your opinion on it. What do you think last year and, you know, going eight and four, what does that mean for this team? And what do you think uh, you guys can achieve in your four, maybe more years? In I think we can achieve a lot. If we, uh, you know, keep uh, building up the classes um, on the upward slope that it has been going, you know, Coach Allen's been a great job actually coaching the team and with recruiting, uh, you know, recruits and everything. Um, so I think if we get, you know, obviously more pieces and everything, I think we can be a great team. And last year's team, like you said, they won eight games. Um, 
and they were the youngest or the second youngest team in the Big Ten. So, you know, obviously with age comes experience on the field, we're only going to get better. And we were only a, a couple of big plays from beating Tennessee, um, from, you know, we were right there with Penn State. Uh, towards the beginning, we were right there with Michigan. So they're just, you know, a lot of those games were just one to two plays, di- like, you know, one to two big plays different, and it'll go the other way. But uh, so we were really close to being uh, even better than eight and four last year. But I think we can always improve. That That's kind of been the same thing I've been saying. I've been saying that the close games and the experience are going to pay off huge for IU. And I think they improve and the team improves to maybe nine wins this season. I know that's kind of a, a big goal. A lot, of, a lot of people have been saying the hashtag nine win <laughs> yeah. Indiana. So I see that all the time. I love it. I think it's one of my favorite things, uh, the thing Crimson Corey came up with. But uh, that, that's the thing that's been thrown around. I think that's a goal that, you know, that would include some big wins. Maybe it would mean beating Michigan or Penn State or Wisconsin or somebody. But I think that uh, uh, it would be huge. I think I that think. week one opener, I think that has a lot of potential. I think we can uh, – e- not easily. Not, no game is going to be easy. But I think we can definitely pull off that win week one. Yeah, that's he's talking about the game against Wisconsin at Camp Randall on a Friday night opening week. Uh, isn't that going to be kind of interesting? You don't usually see a lot of uh, Big Ten conference games played on weeknights, especially a week one game. So uh, that'll be a fun one to watch. And I, I can promise you I'll be uh, watching every every snap. And I kind of want to have another question for you just for because I know we have a lot of IU listeners and a lot of Hoosiers uh, who tune into the program, but what are your favorite things about the school and Bloomington in general? Oh, the people easily, the coaches, the players, the fans, the fans are crazy. I love the fans. They don't care if we're up by 50 or down by 50. Uh, you know, they're not always at the stadium. We had a lot better attendance last year than I've seen in previous years. And uh, it's only going to improve with the more wins that come. But even if they're not there, like we always know they're cheering for us. It, it's, they're crazy. Yeah, a lot of a lot of parking lot people. Yeah. What's your favorite IU? <laughs> no, no kidding. But what is your favorite tradition at IU? Uh, so only being from Indiana for the past four years, and only really paying attention to Indiana football for like the past two years, I don't really know a lot of the traditions, really. Um, so I guess I don't really have a favorite one if I don't really know a lot of them. Yeah, and I guess uh, once you step on campus, I'm sure you'll uh, learn them all. But all right, and I know you've definitely been to Bloomington, so you can get this. But what do you think? I have an answer, and I think we all kind of have our own picks. But what's your favorite place to eat in Bloomington? Buffalo Louis, best one ever. There we go. That's the that's the right answer. You've made the correct choice. Uh, We are big Buffalo Louis fans over here on this program. Uh, Bryson gave us the same answer. I've I've got to say. I don't think I've had a better wing in no, my life. They're amazing. I went there. Uh, the coaches took us there on our official visit. And, oh, wow. That was – it was amazing. They took us on the – we were on, like, the upstairs part. We are up on the upstairs, and there were just, like, mm-hmm. trays of food everywhere. And I'm like, man, I'm in heaven. It was an offensive lineman's dream. <laughs> <laughs> 
Do you think the coaching staff really went out of their way to be like, we need to just make sure they have all the chicken and all the fries they can imagine? Uh, they had to have because I don't think we're ever short or anything. Like they were always bringing up stuff. Everybody was always eating. It was amazing. I love the people who work there too. I gotta say, mm-hmm. and I gotta say that is such a smart place to, to recruit at, and to build a relationship between the coaching staff and uh, the wait staff and the the owners of the yeah. restaurant with because I mean the food is just so good that I don't know how you can't go there and not think like okay maybe I should come to here. <laughs> yeah. um, there was this close second. Is a it was a breakfast place. They got this big pancake. I forgot what it's called. I've been there before. I forget what it's called too, but I I know I know the place you're talking about. Uh, I know that place. I think the only very good breakfast. I'm trying. I'm trying to think. Uh, Hmm. Only place I've actually like gotten breakfast in Bloomington, I think, is Village Deli. Is it not that? Sounds familiar. I don't know if that was it, or I've just heard that name before on the visit. That might be. Yeah. Yeah, I can't think of it off the top of my head. I'm sure we're gonna have somebody who can. Somebody's can gonna know. So please, please do. Somebody's gotta. Please, please let us know. <laughs> All right. One last question related to to IU and Bloomington specific. What are you most excited besides football? What are you most excited to do, if if we get on campus this fall? Knock on wood. But uh, if and when we get on campus this fall, yeah, I'll knock too. <laughs> Um, most thing I'm excited for about, you know, when we get, when we get to campus and everything is meeting, mm-hmm. like meeting new people. I'm such a social butterfly. I love meeting new people. I'm going to be in a whole new city. Everybody from around the country is going to, you know, come. So I'm going to have to meet new people, you know? So that's the thing I'm probably most excited about. Yeah. Like we said, Hoosiers, uh, we dropped his Instagram, slide into his DMs, yes, hit sir. up Randy. Yeah, you know what's up. Okay. Uh, Reed Griffin, you guys have anything? Um, another question that uh, I like to ask recruits is, you know, before before you're going uh, going into a game, especially a big game, what is what is your favorite? Like, who is your go to artist to listen to uh, before a game? Who really gets you pumped up? I got two. Uh, one is XXX, and the other one is Kanye West. I love Kanye West. All right, what Kanye song do you think pumps you up the most? Ooh, I don't even – I can't pick one off the top of my head. Yeah, I might have to sit there and actually think about it. So keep this question in the back of your head. I'm going to think about it for the rest of the podcast, and I'm going to answer by the end of it. We'll, we'll come back to it at the end or whenever you feel like coming back to it. I think my answer is probably Black Skinhead, That's though. That's a good one. Okay. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Griffin, I know you're a big Kanye fan. Do you have an answer? Oh, uh, man. I mean, again, I'm also on the same page as Randy, but at the top of my head, are we including bonus tracks or no? Sure. Okay. Because sure. I was going to say, if we're going to include bonus tracks, it would have to come from my beautiful, dark, twisted fantasies of See Me Now with Go Beyonce. Yeah, very good album. Mm-hmm. But if we're not including the uh, bonus tracks, it'd probably be something off The Life of Pablo. Dude, that's such a good album. I love that one. I'm a fan. I like it a lot, too. It's a good one. 
maybe uh, no more parties in LA. That's a good one. It's not really like a pump up song. Yeah, with, with yeah. But I just get into that song so much. I love that song. I can scream that song. <laughs> That's a good question, though. I'm I'm thinking about that too. If there was maybe another pick, I can have off the top of my head, but. I don't know. Feel free to come back to it if you have any other uh, revelations, so to speak, in your in your head about it. Uh, another IU question I've got. Do you know what you're going to study next year? Yeah, at IU? secondary education. I'm going to be a teacher. Oh, cool. Do you know what subject you would want to teach the most or what oh, grade? Uh, I mean, obviously high school because secondary education, but like, I don't know actual grade. Yeah. If it was so, my fine like my two options are history and math because those are my two favorite options. But if I do math, I want to do algebra one or algebra two or pre calc, and that's usually between juniors and sophomores for algebra one or algebra two and pre calc, and then freshman algebra one. But history, mm-hmm. I want to do U.S. history, so that's usually up here in Fort Wayne. That's like the sophomores. Yeah, that's juniors. how it is down here for us too. It's sophomores and juniors. But what's your favorite thing in U.S. history? Like, what's your favorite moment that you learned about? I don't know if that's a no, weird that's question not a good question. Um, so I already knew a lot about it. I love history, but World War II—that's my favorite area to go over. And after that is the '60s. The '60s were crazy. Yeah, '60s were crazy. They're they're kind of like an underappreciated sort of crazy because so much stuff happened mm-hmm. and there were so many different trends at the time and a lot of a lot of crazy moments from what the kennedy assassination all the way to Woodstock. yeah so uh, those are those are two good uh two good choices griffin you have any questions um i mean i guess all right going back to like your visit to bloomington and obviously i know we talked about the restaurants already but like what about Bloomington, just the town in general, like, attracted you? Like, what is? did that have a huge factor as to why you picked IU? Yeah. Uh, geography, like, the landscape of the area, that's, like, a big uh, – that's something I was really looking into when I was uh, picking out my choices and everything. Um, I love the way Bloomington looks. It, like, it kind of has, like, a small-town vibe to it, but it's not a small town. It's beautiful, and it's kind of big, too. Mm-hmm. And, like, when you get to the campus and everything, like, all the buildings are kind of old. And it kind of looks like a big castle, like that big building. I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about, but it kind of looks like a castle. And just the town in general. Oh, uh, yeah, the yes, IMU? Everything there just looks beautiful. So, uh, yeah, I really, the landscape, everything, how everything looked. Yeah, I love the I love the architecture of uh, the IU campus, too, all the limestone mm-hmm. buildings and it's all very uniform and the red roofs. Yeah, yeah. they're very visually appealing. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty campus. I don't know how you can't go there and not think that. It's it's such a cool place. And, you know, I think that's something. When you said, like, the geography and the layout and kind of the look and the vibe of it all, that's something not a lot of people really talk about. But I think it has a bigger effect than you oh. might think. Because when you go to a place and you just see it, and you click in your head like, wow, this place is really, really cool, and it's really pretty, then you suddenly have a really positive opinion of everything that Mm -hmm. goes on. No, the way places look definitely has an impact on recruits and, like, where they want to go. It has to. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Bloomington's a beautiful campus and a cool city, so I I think it's it's certainly got to play a positive role in anybody who's a target for Indiana football. Mm-hmm. Uh, back to one of your questions earlier about playing against any of the recruits, I completely forgot. We, there's a D lineman and offense lineman in the 2021 class for IU, Vinny Fiacable. He goes to the same school as Luke Wigington. He also goes to Dwinger. So, yeah, I played two of our yeah, recruits. I've, I've read about him. He was a more recent commit. I read about him a little bit. He's one of the higher-ranked players in the whole state of Indiana uh, in that 2021 class, and uh, especially as a defensive lineman, he'll be an important player. So, yeah, Fort Wayne has produced a ton of really talented uh, college football players in the mm-hmm. last couple of years, you know, playing for all these different schools. IU, Purdue, uh, Notre Dame, and Ohio State have gotten plenty. So what do you think of the talent level? In Fort Wayne? I think it's very uh, underrated and underappreciated. Um, like like you just said, a lot of players come out, you know, Jalen Smith came out of Fort Wayne. He went to Bishop Lures, Notre mm-hmm. Dame, now for the Cowboys. Jesse Bates for the Bengals went to – uh, he went to Snyder, the same school that I went to. Uh, he went to Wake Forest, left a year early, and got drafted in the second round of the draft. Um, we got a kid at Purdue right now, uh, Lawrence Johnson, defensive lineman. We got a, a lineman at uh, Wisconsin, Joe Tittman. He's an offensive lineman over there. We got another kid going D1 who went to the same school as me, Janini Belazaire. He's going to uh, Southern Illinois. We got Luke also going to IU. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of talent out of Fort Wayne that I don't think a lot of coaches uh, see, uh, appreciate, because they think, you know, we're kind of a smaller city. So when they like for big recruits, they go to places like Indianapolis, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think there certainly are a lot of hidden gems in the Summit City, and uh, you listed off so many of them, especially, you know, guys in the league. So many have, have come out of Fort Wayne, so. That's a cool thing, I think, uh, for for the state to have another kind of slept on recruiting powerhouse. Um, and maybe not a powerhouse, but it's certainly not one that you think of. But it produces way more than mm-hmm. you expect. Griffin, read anything? Oh uh, yeah, I was also just going to mention uh, another. Speaking of hidden gems from Fort Wayne, Austin Mack of Ohio State. He went to or yeah. He's from Fort Wayne as well, and. I think uh, – I mean, he didn't get drafted this year, but I feel like people are kind of sleeping on him. He got picked up by the Giants as a free agent. And uh, he didn't really get used very much in the offense last season just because uh, there were so many so many good wide receivers for Ohio State, and he was injured the previous season. But uh, I think he could have an impact as maybe just a player who doesn't get in games very often in the NFL. But, uh, I mean, I, I think he's a pretty talented player who people don't realize. And, yeah, Fort Wayne – Definitely, definitely lots of talent coming out of there. Yeah, I think uh, Mac will find his place in the NFL. I think, uh, you know, because Ohio State has, you know, tons of, you know, stud receivers. And, uh, you know, when you go to, you know, we had Chris Olave. He was a young guy, but he was also superstar talent. So they're going to play him, get him experience too. Also, Mac still did well in everything. And like you said, he was injured the previous season. But I think once he gets to the Giants, uh, I think, you know, he'll eventually find his place. His uh, routes are excellent, excellent route runner. And uh, I think that'll help him out a lot in the NFL. I like hearing another guy who put who's putting some respect in Chris Olave's name. I've been saying I've been saying it for a while now. Chris Olave is going to be uh, best receiver in the nation next year. 
Incredible player. He's going to be – well, I don't know if I can say <laughs> this going to Indiana and everything, but Rondale Moore's pretty good, guys. That is true, yeah. He's definitely – definitely uh, Rondale Moore is going to be in the conversation with Olave and even with Wap Fillier from Indiana, too. And, uh, you know, I, we talked Wap's about this. going to be a beast next year. I can't wait for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, we had an episode uh, a couple weeks ago, a week or two ago. We talked about who we think is going to be the best receiver. Griffin said Rondale Moore. Reed said Chris Olave. I said Rashad Bateman in Minnesota, but I also talked about Wob Fillier a little bit. And I, I think we talked about David Bell as well from Purdue, from Warren Central in mm-hmm. Indianapolis. So uh, there's a ton of talented receivers in the conference. And uh, Indiana's got plenty of them too. We talked about Wap Fillier, but Ty Fry Fogel, he's another one. And David Ellis is an interesting gadget player and uh, one of the biggest recruits uh, ever for IU in this current recruiting class uh, at a King High School in Detroit is uh, Rashawn Williams. So a lot of big receivers coming through IU and through the whole mm-hmm. conference. I think uh, we got we did really well in the receiver class this year with uh, David and Rashawn. So I. Yeah, David Baker from uh, mm-hmm. Cecina. I think uh, we did really well in our class with the receiver, and uh, adding them in the next couple of years, uh, our receiving core is going to be pretty nice. It's crazy how loaded the Big Ten is when it comes yeah, to the receiver and... position because there's just big names on just about every single team. Uh, tons mm-hmm. of tons of receiver talent mm-hmm. in this conference. Absolutely. And one last question kind of about IU's offense. Uh, so the last two years, we've seen Michael Penix as a starter. Well, Penix started uh, against Penn State his true freshman year and then obviously got hurt, uh, got the red shirt. But uh, he was a starter for most of last season. And uh, then he uh, didn't get to finish the season with injury. Peyton Ramsey took over. The rest is history. Uh, but he'll probably be back in the offense last year. Stevie Scott missed some games with injury. Watt Fillier missed some time with injury. So once this team's healthy, I think the ceiling is high. What do you think uh, when this Indiana team is healthy, what do you think uh, the limit is and how good do you think this offense can be? I think we could be great. Uh, one of the things we talk about in the uh, – we got a little group chat for the uh, class of 2020 recruits, Rose Bowl. That's our goal. That's our dream. That's what, you know, that's what our offense is going to be capable of when we're all healthy. You know, I, I can't think of uh, too many teams in our conference that are going to be able to stop us, our offense. Yeah, it's it's certainly going to be a sight to behold, especially given how IU football has been in the past. But uh, one last thing from me. Uh, last year, uh, on the offensive line in particular, we saw another player get drafted, Simon Stepaniak. He is, I think, the sixth consecutive year an IU O-lineman has been taken in the draft, mm-hmm. I believe. It's some crazy stat like that. But obviously, IU now has consistent NFL production on the offensive line. What does that mean for you as an offensive That means player? a lot, actually. That was one of the things I looked into uh, making my decision is uh, – the talent at the position that IU has produced and what Coach Hilder has done as an offensive line coach uh, over, you know, when he used to coach at South Florida, um, I'm pretty sure South Florida had at one point, like the number one offense, like rushing offense in the country at one point, you know, Coach Hilder is a great coach. He knows how to coach the position well. 
um, make sure he, he gets his players to, you know, care for one another and execute. Um, you can have five good offensive linemen and they'll be outperformed by five average offensive linemen who work together. Um, he makes sure that the group is together and in sync. And uh, when you get five good offensive linemen who are in sync with each other and have that good connection, uh, anything's possible. So I know that with him as our coach uh, and the production he's done, uh, it's going to be great. Hopefully, uh, upcoming years, I'm one of those guys. Yeah, and uh, I think you probably can be for sure. So it's a very important group. And I think with a team that wants to play as a unit, that's that's huge. And uh, another offensive line related thing uh, with IU in specific last year, Matt Bedford, a freshman, he got a bunch of playing time due to injury and he performed mm-hmm. well. So uh, what do you think that means for you as a freshman, uh, the potential that at any given moment you could be thrust into a starting role? Um, I mean, it's, it's always nice to think about, uh, but you know, obviously it's just going to be whoever I th- I think the best five linemen are going to play. Like, you have to be able to play every position offensive line. Like, you have to know what to do at every position because at any time, like you said, somebody could go down, and it's going to be the best lineman that goes in, not the best, you know, left tackle. But if you can block, you can block, and you're going to go in if you know what to do. So I just got to make sure to know my stuff, like knowing that at any point somebody could go down and I could be in there. I just got to make sure I know all of my stuff at every position to make sure I can be – Hopefully one of those guys that, you know, if something bad happens, I get in there. Yeah. All right. Last thing related to the line, pass or run blocking? (sighs) Run blocking. I love putting people in the dirt. Yeah, that's, that's that's the one I hear the most. It's because you just get to drive through them, like, you know, the bulldozer, put them in the ground Mm -hmm. and – I think that's that's the that's the common answer, and I cannot blame you. I had to think about it a little bit because my sophomore and uh, yeah. so, sophomore and junior year, I run blocking was my favorite. But this past year, my senior year, I got moved to the inside. Uh, I played my first two games at tackle, and then I finished the season at guard. And a lot of those defense linemen like firing out with like their hands, like they just like the bull rush, and they get really head heavy. And I learned how to just counter that really well. If they lean head heavy, I just smack their hands down and they, that they're just following their hands. They go straight down into the dirt. It's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. It's hilarious. <laughs> That's awesome. Like, I could probably that. find some videos if you guys really care enough. I can show you me doing this somebody. It's one of the funniest things ever. I yeah. love it. We can, we can use that in a clip over on our Instagram at the first and 10. So yeah, send it out to us. We'd love to use it. And uh, before you go, do you think Patrick tackle or guard? Oh, I don't know. Coach Hiller told me to be ready to play ball. Yeah, you're you're talking about that um, a little bit. I played, like I said, like I said, I played guard my fresh or my end of end of my senior year, but tackled the rest. So I don't really know. Probably I have the build to be a guard. So if I had to guess, probably guard. Yeah. Do you have a favorite offensive lineman in the NFL that you kind of like to emulate your game after? I'm a Cowboys fan. So Zach Martin. I love Zach Martin. Yeah. Zach Martin went to my high school, actually, Bishop Chittard. So I'm, I'm a big fan of the Martins, too.
Yeah. So, Zach Martin, Tyrone Smith, when I was a tackle, I used to watch him a lot. And then I moved to guard, so I'm like, mm, Zach Martin yeah, he's, is. He's pretty good. Both of them are pretty good. I, I got to say, they're some of the best in the league. So, definitely good ones to model yourself after. All right, Griffin or Reed, anything from you guys? Uh, that's Oh, oh I remember the one uh, last question we had that we usually give out to uh, recruits on these interviews. If you could play in one stadium, uh, like maybe a, an NFL stadium for a neutral site game or a bowl game or something, where would it be? The Colt Stadium. I got home field advantage. I've played there before. All right. Yeah, Lucas Oil. IU has actually got a game scheduled, I believe, our senior year, 2024, at Lucas Oil against Louisville. So uh, be on the lookout for that one. Uh, yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Big dubs. And obviously, if you do uh, make to the Big Ten Championship, that's where it'll be. So definitely a good goal mm-hmm. to have for IU. Yeah. We're going to play there one of these years. I'd love to see it. I can't wait. So last question before we go. Do you think of any other Kanye songs? Uh, No, we were talking the whole time. Uh, Dang. Oh, Homecoming. Yeah, Homecoming's a great track. Great pick. Good one. I like that a lot. I love that one. I always think about that. Graduation is a great album, too. Kanye West has no L's, only W's, only bangers. I mostly agree. I, I didn't love the last. I didn't love the last release, but maybe it'll grow on me. We'll see. But are you talking about yeah. Jesus King or well, yet? Both of them, kind of. I think those are probably my two least favorites, but I didn't think they were bad. Yeah. Uh, so Jesus is King uh, wasn't really. Uh, I don't really yeah, count that different. one because kind of it's kind of like a different genre. You know, kind of taking a different mm-hmm. route. Good for him. I'm glad he's changing and becoming mm-hmm. a different person. If that's who he wants to be, mm-hmm. you know, go for it. But uh, so I don't really count that album. But even at, like looking at it from like, a gospel point, I feel like it's still not a bad album. But uh, Yay, I feel like Yay is an underappreciated album and overhated for the reasons I don't know. I feel like it's a great album. I completely agree. It is one of the more underappreciated Kanye albums. I wouldn't call it uh. bad. Not at all. I would not even come close to calling it bad. I think it's pretty good, but I think... Didn't learn to appreciate it as much because we also got Kids See Ghosts right at pretty much the same time, and I prefer Kids See Ghosts. So that, that's just my opinion. Yeah. I see. I prefer sure. Yay. I think Kids See Ghosts was good, but I still prefer Yay. It's respectable. I don't am think I, you're weird for I that at all. That? Maybe, no. maybe the, the Kid Cudi only being on one track in Yay versus being on everything in Kids See Ghosts. That's, you know, it's not really as much of a Kanye album as it is a. Kid Cudi album. It depends how you look at it, but yeah, I get it. I, I really do. Okay, so I think that's that's probably it. But Griffin, read anything from you? Um, I think we covered it all. How about you, Griffin? Nothing from me. I think me. that's it for me too. Randy, thanks for coming on. Uh, we'd love to have you back. We'd love to get some Buffaloes with you in Bloomington. Oh, this sounds like a plan. Yeah, I we'll, can't we'll wait, come guys. Through, we promise. Thanks for coming on. See ya. Oh, Bye. thanks for having me. See you guys.